Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five. That's right, episode five of the Roto Slappers podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. If you're watching live YouTube, Twitter, you can see I'm not alone. I got my partner, the face that runs the fantasy space in the house streets. What's good, bro? How you feeling? <sighs> I'm feeling okay. Overall, I'm doing good, so I'm still feeling good. Good, good, good. How was your fantasy week this past week? I don't. It wasn't too bad. Um, I think just like everyone else out there in the world, Naheen Hines kind of uh, Hines kind of screwed me over to start the week on a Thursday. Um, I had some leagues where I had to start Hines. Obviously, I started golf in the same one. Uh, mm, tough, hey. tough. Some of those didn't go so well, but when you're in so many of them, overall, still over 500. Good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I had a pretty – well, I had a couple of leagues I got schlacked in, a couple of leagues I schlacked some, some people in. You know you know how it goes. Like you just said, when you're in so many leagues, man, it's fucking it's, – it's hit or miss for sure. But – Oh, and over, I made a mistake. It was a good weekend. Oh, yeah? What was your I mistake? Left, I left Swift in, in one league. That's See, that's a telltale sign that I'm in too many now at that point. Missed it. Don't know how I missed it. I thought I checked everything seven times on Sunday morning, but. <sighs> well, I got fucked. I left T Higgins in. I played Maddie Daddy in this other league. We're in a 14 team dynasty league. I lost 128 to 123. I had T Higgins in. Now, I will say that I had nobody on my bench anyway that would have like compensated that five points that I would have played. So, like, it really, I would have played like David Sills or something who put up like 3.1. So I still would have lost. So it really wouldn't have mattered either way. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, and then there's just dude in that league. I did it in our league that we're in too. The dynasty where we're Maddie, Maddie, Daddy, and all those boys. I left T Higgins in, but that was, you know, I was playing a team on a rebuild. So I knew I was going to get the win. Not that big of a deal. But yeah, man, I'm with you. I fucked up too. I left Higgins in both. But they had said, all right, I had checked at 12. I had checked at three because I would have flipped him out at three. They said he was expected to play. Fuck you. you know, I left him in, so don't feel bad. I left him in all around. I had no – game time decisions are going to be tough on me, especially if it's a late game at that point. So if, unless you're telling me he's sitting by like 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, I, chances are he's going out there at 3. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel that, man. Uh, some quick housekeeping before we move forward, for sure. You can check out Roto Slappers Podcast right here for Slapper Sports YouTube. We're always live on Twitter every week. Visionary Global Media Network, audio platforms, and, of course, FloorSlapperSports.com. Get at FloorSlapperSports.com. NFL content, fantasy football content, wrestling content. We got a whole bunch of awesome shit going down on the website, so make sure you're getting at FloorSlapperSports.com. And, yeah, man, let's talk some fantasy football. We're backstreets five weeks in a row we've done this, man. I've had a blast doing it, and we're going to continue. And what are we going to start with today? We're going to start with our waiver wire pickups. And if you missed yesterday's show, every single Monday night, halftime of Monday night football. Man, a little cl- sometimes I'll try. Close. Close to halftime. But <laughs> the goal is halftime of Monday night football. Hop right on here, YouTube, Twitter. We're going to go live with our waiver wire targets of the week, just in case you do have that. There's that occasional league on Tuesdays where your waivers are going to be instead of Wednesdays. Like I got a dynasty league every Tuesday. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm always thrown off when the the, uh, the people are picked up. But at the end of the day, it's dynasty. So eh, it's not that important. It ain't like your redraft where you're fucking needing that guy like that Kenneth Walker. 
And let's get into that Kenneth Walker waiver wire target of the week. If you missed the show yesterday, streets will just run down really quickly. The guys you need to prioritize tonight that you got to spend that fab on. Streets, let's hit it, baby. Yeah, well, there's really only one that I would prioritize and uh, spend all that fab on. Or use that number one waiver pick if you've been sitting there since week one um, trying to do it. It's Kenneth Walker, obviously. The second round pick um, gets to finally show why he's a second round pick. Most of you out there, especially in the dynasty world, used a, what, a top three, top two pick probably on Kenneth Walker in your rookie dress. Like, this is it. It's go time. There's no, he is by far the one you prioritize over everything else. So, legitimate RB2. He's that At worst, flex mostly. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Who else you got? So we'll just run down real quick after that because that's the only really uh, one that I would prioritize. The rest are more position prone. If, if you're in a league with if you're in a league with Fab and he's sitting there, how much Fab are you throwing down? Are you throwing down your whole hundred? You throwing yes. down seventy five of a hundred? You're throwing it all down, huh? You're I all just in, throw baby. It all down. Yeah, I don't. Care. I would throw it all down. Okay. Uh, Yeah, your uh, your headphones got disconnected or something, I believe. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I don't think he's talking right now. I see those lips moving, but nothing's coming out. <laughs> yeah, um, but I know you know Kenneth Walker definitely throw that fab at him for sure. No, you're not. You're gonna disconnect. We can't hear. My bad. Um, live live technical difficulties. You gotta love it. But but yeah, Kenneth Walker is definitely that fab target. You can check out Street's waiver wire waiver wire article on floorcypersports.com. It's up on the Twitter as well. So definitely go ahead and check that out. Streets, you back? No, I'm gonna remove you. Maybe you'll be able to come back that way. Yeah, there you go. I can hear you now. Now you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm trying to take I'm trying to do three different electronic devices at once here to get all the notes ready. So but yeah, so I, I heard you talk about Kenneth Walker, so we're not going to keep pounding that into the ground after that. Um, the rest of the waiver wire, we'll, just quickly, we'll Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, Zach Wilson's a uh, a deeper one, Kenneth Walker, Mike Boone, and then we're going to watch the James Conner and uh, status this week because Eno Benjamin is a must start. James Conner can't go. Uh, that'll round out your running backs. Wide receivers, George Pickens, Rondell Moore, and Alec Pierce are the three that I prioritized. Uh, deep, deep, deeper leagues, um, Darius, Darius Slayton. Nobody else is left out there. Nico Collins looks like after double-digit, back-to-back double-digit weeks, possibly could give you some ugly flex appeal, but uh, he was another guy kind of drafted as a sleeper. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay, cool. And a couple of guys um, that you mentioned, Geno Smith for sure. Geno Smith is that dude. I don't know why he's still sitting out there. Go and get Geno Smith. I think it's like 35% um, taken only. So that's 65% availability in leagues. Go get Geno Smith. Kenneth Walker is that dude. Spend that fab. A couple of quick comments. Want to chime in. Packer Daily. I think he's going live right now too. Uh, Go check out his channel. Um, he won't be able to attend, but he liked what he saw. Thank you for tuning in. And then fourth in Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, man. Appreciate it so much.
But those are the waiver wire waiver wire targets of the week. Go on the website floorslippersports.com, check it out, and you can see the article there for sure. And let's talk about last week. Was there anyone in particular that won you a week? I know who who won me a week. It was that man, Josh Allen, 50 points, teaming up with Gabe Davis, putting up 36, like 86, that combo. Woo-wee. That was sweet. That was sweet for me. I felt that hard. Anyone in particular? Um, well, win you the you week? Should, well, you're going to know damn well I don't have Josh Allen in any league. I probably never yeah. will have Josh Allen in any league based on where he'll always – well, he gonna, well, he'll be drafted again next year for sure. But who I do have – um, because I stomped all off season on second round tight end, well, two second round tight ends. So this week I was carried by a man called Travis Kelsey. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, four touchdowns. Hell of a game. I love the Al Bundy thing too. Now I love how he he owned that tweet. Somebody like tagged <laughs> him on an Al Bundy thing, and he's like, "Yep, I'm now I'm Al Bundy." It's great. Fucking great, dude. I loved it after the game, too, when uh, he was having his interview and Mahomes comes over, like, tackles him. Like, I fucking love this guy. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Why wouldn't you love this guy? Four, four fucking touchdowns. Nasty, dude. What's a more impressive game? Like a Gabe Davis, three reception, 171-yard, two-touchdown game, or a seven-reception, 25-yard, four-touchdown game? It's wild stuff, man. Either way, in fantasy football, both fucking very productive, huh? Yeah. And I don't know if I could really pick between what's more impressive. <laughs> uh, Gabe Davis gives me like old school Deshaun uh, Jackson. Jackson. Guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Three for a buck 71 and two. I was like, oh my God, man. That's the, the only problem though was it's three. So then it's like, well, right. 36 points this week but it's three again next week for like six total fantasy points. Right, exactly, because you're not flying for a 98-yard <laughs> touchdown to start the game just no. like he did this week because he fought fucking full of first play, fucking out of the end zone, 98-yard tutty. Come on, man. That's Although, a way to start the week. You know, I can't – I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it yet. We're going to get in the start sit, but there's one – I guess I'll take one little, one little spoiler for that part is I don't – I didn't put any Chiefs uh, or Bills in that because um, – that is like a, that's a, I, that could be a fantasy palooza this week. That could just have touchdowns galore all over the place at that point. So I don't, that's the one I'm staying away from. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was, I was thinking what we were going to do for our start sets. I was thinking about including Kansas City Chiefs receivers. And then I was just like, nah, I'm going to stay the fuck away from that too. So I feel it's, you. Yeah. Was there anyone this week who really fucked you with Jamal Williams, Najee fucking Harris, man? I mean, that same league I was talking about earlier, I lost by five to Matty Daddy. I failed to mention, I also had Najee Harris in his weak-ass fucking six-point perfor- performance. Is there uh, anyone who got you? Yeah, Jared Goff, after I, pound, I, after I just pounded that drum last week on here about him, <laughs> like, yeah, go get him. Jared Goff, QB4 or five or whatever he was at that mm-hmm. point. Definitely ate, fell off that one at that point. But, um, yeah, he screwed me probably more. I'm not going to say like Naheem Hines did or anything like that. When a guy gets hurt, they get hurt. Right, uh, scary right. injury too. So, But golf didn't. That's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And for me, it was Harrison Williams in that same league. I didn't start Higgins. But, you know, again, it's fantasy football. It is what it is. I don't expect Jamal Williams to go out there and put up 28 points every week. That That's not sustainable. No. 
you know, I'll take what I've been getting from him through four for sure. And then hope he gets, you know, 12, 13 points going forward. But all right, man, let's get into the list. Let's get into this week's studs and duds. And this week, the studs were the superstars. So nice to see actual superstars on this list, especially at the running back position. But let's get into it. Quarterback studs, Josh Allen, 50.2 points, 424 yards, four touchdowns. My God, followed up by Patrick Mahomes. 38.5 points, 292 yards, four touchdowns. Geno Smith, 34 points, 268 yards passing, three tutties. Carson Wentz back on this list, 29 points, two scores. Jalen Hurts, man, does it through the air, does it on the ground, 27.7 points, 240 yards passing, 61 yards rushing on 15 attempts, two rushing scores. Those are your top five quarterbacks of the week. Running back position, let it. These guys, let me tell you, the running backs showed up this week. All these guys I'm mentioning are like top 10 running backs. Actually, statistically now, through week five, streets will rip into that in just a little bit. But Leonard Fournette, 35.9 points, 56 rushing yards, a touchdown, 10 receptions, 83 yards, and another tutty. Austin Eckler, your RB1, 35.9 points, 173 yards, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. Josh Jacobs, why didn't Josh McDaniels give this guy the ball on third and fourth and one? Come on, man. 30.3 30.3 points, 154 yards, a touchdown, five receptions, 39 yards receiving. Brees Hall, number running back nine, I believe, 27.7 points, 97 yards rushing, a touchdown, 100 yards receiving, and a touchdown right close there for 100 and 100. But damn, that rookie playing well. Derrick Henry, 27.2 points, 102 yards, two scores. Wrapping up the top 10, Nick Chubb, 26.4. Delvin Cook, 26.1. Christian McCaffrey, 23.4. Elvin Kamara, 23.4. And Tevin Coleman going back to the Niners, 21.7. All right. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about that. Wide receivers, we talked about him. Gabe Davis, 38 points, three receptions, 171 yards, two scores. My God, including the 98-yard beauty to start that game. Devontae Adams right behind him, 31.4 points. Three receptions also, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had a game, 30 points, 12 receptions, 154 yards. Cooper Cup does what he does, always on this list. Seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett must start going forward. Top 10 right now, five receptions, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Wrapping up the top 10. You got the Jahan Dotson spot this week, but it wasn't with Dotson. It was Diami Brown. Who? Diami Brown, 27.5 points. Stephon Diggs, 24.2. Jacoby Myers, 24. Mike Williams, 23.4. Hollywood Brown, 21.8. Moving to tight end. Tight end one on the week. Taysom Hill. What? Taysom Hill ain't even catch a ball this week. 39 points, 112 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. He's a tight end, though. Travis Kelsey, 33.5 points, seven receptions, 25 yards, four scores, as we mentioned. Mark Andrews following up, 22.9 points, eight receptions, 89 yards, and a score. Wrapping up the tight ends, Dallas Goddard, another good game, 17.3 points. Hayden Hurst, another goodie, 17.3. David Njoku, 14.8. Evan Ingram, 12.9. Those are your tight end studs. Those are your studs. Let's move into the duds. Quarterback, Cooper Rush, four points. Street set it. Jared Goff, six points. Weak. Matt Ryan, six points. Russ ain't cooking. Nine points. Russ looked bad on Thursday. <laughs> Running backs. Cam Akers, 3.3 points. J.K. Dobbins back on the shitter, 4.4. Falcons running backs. We talked about it. Cordell Patterson down. Who do you play? Well, neither one of them. 7.9 points combined. Jamal Williams, 5.6. 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 6.5, Najee, 6.6, Antonio Gibson, 6.9, Zeke, 7.8, Miles Sanders, 8.4. Those are single digit big name running backs. Wide receiver, your milk carton man of the week. You didn't fucking help him, bro. Allen Robinson stays on this list. 4.2 points. Jalen Waddle, 5.3 points. Garrett Wilson, 5.7. Amon Ross St. Brown, 5.8. Romeo Dobbs, 5.9. Brandon Cook, 6. Adam Thielen, 6.7. And tight end to wrap the week. That really wasn't too big of a dud. Kittle had 7.7. That's not great, but that's what I had to put on. Pat Freyermuth, or Freyermuth and Dalton Schultz got hurt, so they had duds as well. But that is your studs and duds for the week. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There's your Chris Berman fantasy fastest three minutes right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's it looks fun. like uh, we got a question, Streets. Um, Eli S. and thank you again for tuning in. Appreciate it. Should I do this? I get Tyler Higby and Jared Goff. He gets Kittle and Geno Smith. I would take the Kittle and Geno Smith side. What side would you take, Streets? It's close, but I would take the Kittle. I'd just take Kittle. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. PPR, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I would do I would do the Kittle side. Um, I know I know Higby's look pretty good too, though. So he has tight end five. Um, Mike Dog's guy. Um, but I would probably I'd stick with the Kittle guy or the Kittle side for sure. I, I probably wouldn't make that move. Maybe if you can get another piece um with it. But for right now, I'd stick with that Kittle side for sure. But, yeah, those are your studs and duds, man. I had a great time doing yeah, I it worry, every week. I worry long-term on that. Van Jeff- I don't know. There's Van Jefferson looming, right? He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Is there – Odell? Where does, where does Odell go? Does he return with the way Allen Robinson's playing? Does he return back to the Rams this year? So, days get better for Allen Robinson at some point, maybe. But either way, with Van Jefferson, if Odell comes back there – uh, I don't know if Higby is that target hog that he is right now moving forward. For sure, for sure. And all right, brother, back to you, man. I know you got some news and notes in a segment you wanted to run down. We're about a five week. We are five weeks into the season, a little over a month. You want to break down the top twelve our fantasy position ones from every position. So do your thing, baby. Yeah. So we're five weeks in. No surprise. Usually when you're going to look at the end of the year, you're going to see the quarterbacks dominate uh, total points. That's just the way it is now. Um, you'll see 15 quarterbacks in the top 30 players. That this is That's just the norm. But it's just fun to see who the top 12 players are the first five weeks. Uh, the Just missed being num- number 12. Um, you talked about him last week. You were nervous because you drafted him over Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray was only two points away from being a top 12 scorer overall in fantasy so far this season. Wow. So, see, you okay. shouldn't feel that bad about it. <laughs> okay. Overall, too. So, that's not overall. that bad. Okay. No, it's not that bad overall. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so he would have came in at number 13. Number 12 is going to be Tyreek Hill. Ooh, okay. Number okay. 11, Saquon Barkley. Nice bounce back here. Number 10, Nick Chubb. Okay. I we talked that, about that at nauseum in the offseason. He's Mike proven me wrong for sure. Victory lap right now, too. Yep. Yep. There's no doubt. He's on pace, though, for like 22 touchdowns at this point. So <laughs> definitely, he's probably going to blow past this career high of 12. Um, but yeah, what are we at? Number nine, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. There you go. Top nine pick right there, man. Number eight. Almost was a milk carton missing. Uh, 
man of the week, like before that even was a thing in like week two or week somewhere around there. But yeah, and now now he's the RB one, right? Yes, you got it, Austin Eckler. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Six, seven, seven, seven. Lost track. Okay, seven. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Okay. Okay. Not wide receiver number one like he wanted to be, but he's up there. Okay. Number six, Stefan Diggs. Wow. Shocking. Yeah, I'm actually impressed. There's actually I didn't see that coming. uh, Skill skill, uh, skill guys in this top 12. So I'm kind of, I kind of like that. Um, Yeah. Number five, Patrick. Now it gets a little, you'll see. Number five, Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. Uh, Number four, Jalen Hurts. Number three, the only one, uh, the only one who probably still would st- well, I guess the guys are like Austin Eckler starting to come around and stuff like that. But the guy who probably should have been the consensus number one pick now in all fantasy drafts comes in at number three. Guess you know who that is? Yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper fucking Cup. absolutely, dude. And then Jackson and Allen are two and one for yeah, sure. And then Jackson and Allen. So those are your top two. So we actually got ja- like half and half. J- Jackson's two, Allen's one. No, right? Allen's one now. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's, yeah. But it's, oh, yeah. There's like a difference of like two points between the two of them now. They but both had helps. fucking 50-point games, 45-point games. They've had some great – I haven't seen these kind of numbers, man. It's nuts. But where's your boy? I'll call you out. Where's your boy, Mr. He should be number one overall quarterback? Where is he? I ain't see him. Who? Justin Herbert. Where's he at? Oh, yeah. No. Well, he got hurt, so mm-hmm. it doesn't help when he was – he got – Keenan Allen's out too. Keenan, yeah. it, well, I st- they're still long. I'm just, bu- I'm just busting your. Balls. Although Justin Herbert still comes in, yeah, I think he still comes in in like the top 18 or something like that by this point already. A lot of quarterbacks are going to be in there. I just found it funny some of the names that are in there that are not quarterbacks so far in the top 12 of fantasy scoring. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, for that sure. rounds that out. But now news and notes from the week, cool stuff. Uh, running backs. Brees Hall and Damian Pierce are RB1s at this point in time right now. Um, two rooks, huh? Yeah, the two rooks have now cracked in, and they are RB1s. Um, there are only four wide receivers uh, picked after, like, pick 100, and that's Chris Olave, that are in the top 30. There's only three wide receivers picked after pick 100 that are even averaging 12 points per week. Damn. So oh, shit. That one is the one I always like to look at because we talked about this one. I actually talked about this when I wrote that late, like be the one of the last guys to take one of the top 10 quarterback type things when mm-hmm. we talked about that, because as deep as wide receiver is, when you get to these later, later rounds, it's uh, there's not many of them out there that are going to provide like a wide receiver, one wide receiver, two value. It's very, you're only going to get one or two or even three of them each year. Uh, Whereas running back obviously is a more of a guys get hurt, guys take over type of thing. You can usually find them throughout the league. Late. Yeah, it's, it really seems like that this year. Running backs are going down. Receivers been well. Running backs always oh, go down. Top heavy. No, oh, I no, 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 I know, I know. Every every year, I'm just saying there hasn't been that wide receiver who stood out through five weeks on the waiver wire that you must go and we've seen a few running backs over the last couple of weeks. But yeah. That's I just don't like the wait on wide receiver mentality. I just don't like it. Like get your guys, get the guys that have the, the high target share, get the guys that get the targets. Like not a bad thing to do. You don't always have to wait till the 
eighties and nineties to start filling out your wide receivers because it's a deep position. doesn't always work that well. Right. Um, and now the, Oh boy, the fun stuff, the position I hate most at this point, there's only two tight ends that are averaging over 13 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. Um, we're going to, there's only nine tight ends. This is including Taysom Hill that are actually averaging double digit points per game. That's it. He got uh he's tight end five right now, if I'm if I'm correct, when I was looking this afternoon. So kind of just goes to show you how crappy that position is. And the funny thing is Higby, Hill, Najoku, and Everett, four of those nine were not drafted or we were like your last pick, basically. Four of the nine tight ends that are averaging double digit points were basically not drafted in any league, in any draft, or they were taken at the very, very end. Crazy. Yeah, I love that fantasy means, football. Yep. And the two tight ends that are over 13 points are both guys that are taken in the first two rounds. So, like, that whole in-between there is just a huge clusterfuck. Huge disappointment. Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, Mike Jasaki, Cole so Matt. My dumbass has taken some wrong this year. There's no doubt about it. I've, I'm not going to sit here and just pound my chest when I'm right. I'll admit that I've been wrong a shit ton of times also. But uh but the one thing I, I just knew it, dude. I didn't Kyle Pitts was way overdrafted where he was going. So Yeah, I'm I didn't take him in any leagues. Actually, I'm trying to trade for him in that auction league we're in because I think he'd probably be kind of cheap right now. But I digress. It's a story for another day. So did you have any other news and notes you want to get into before you get your milk carton man of the week? Nope, that was it. I just wanted to Run down some interesting tidbits. Yeah, I like that. I like that top 12 right now. I like that Kyler's sitting at number 13, so hopefully he'll get better. He missed a – Kyler. Kyler's rough to watch, man. Uh, he's – I don't know, man. Last year, <laughs> through the first nine games of the season, he was the MVP. I don't know what the hell has happened to him since. But, man, he's, he's kind of rough to watch. That, that Vegas game was fun the second half, but other than that, yeah, no, not good. Not good. But last week you had Allen Robinson as your milk carton man of the week. We were hoping it would A-Rob would turn it around and come out and have a good week this week. He did not. The Rams did not have a good week this week, though. So, you know, there's always that. But who do you got this week as your milk carton man of the week? We're going to change the juju a little bit, too, this week. He's going to have Uh-oh. a good week after being on here. It's gonna it's gonna be like the the first week again that we did this with DJ Moore, but in a small town, maybe thirty miles north of Oconto, Wisconsin, there's a man missing that no one knows where he is. This man goes by the name of AJ Dillon, who is this week's. Milk Carton, missing man of the week. Yeah. A.J. Dillon's ADP was 67 this week. Had a huge debut. Uh, It looks like the passing usage in that debut is the outlier so far this year, and it's never going to duplicate that. Um, He's failed to top double-digit PPR points in four straight weeks at this point. If we take his average points the last four weeks, that would make him uh, RB49 over that span. Yeah, the good news, I guess, we want to say good news. He has seen double-digit touches in uh, four of those weeks, but his true yards per touch is 3.7. That ranks 47th. 
His yards per touch is 4.2. That ranks him 41st out of qualified running backs. So, yeah, that's also not that good. I will say this. The only – the other additional good news I guess I can give you is he is 13th in red zone touches this year, and he is 16th in expected fantasy points per game at 14, which is well over what he's putting up right now on his average. So he has been missing so far. But I'm hoping with the help of everyone out there in this world right now that is seeing this, <laughs> we can all find A.J. Dillon together, and we can I have a so. better end to the season for A.J. Dillon this year. Although I do kind of think when the weather starts to get cold up in Green Bay, which it does get cold as shit, that they are going to rely on that run a little bit. It seems like that's when A.J. Dillon starts to pick up some steam and the, just build that way. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of that big body guy, like, get me going. Let me start plowing through people and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, if you've seen him, let us know. I certainly have not. I have him in multiple leagues, and he has definitely not helped me out. And I just traded for him today as a part of one of uh, it was a Devante or a Jamar Chase trade package because my team sucks and I needed to get some depth. And I'm thinking that AJ Dillon's going to turn it around. And spoiler alert, he is one of my starts of the week. I did not put him in there. I didn't do it on purpose because obviously I didn't want to keep the milk carton guy as one of my other things. So that's good to know. But I do agree. I do think there is going to be a effort. Uh, by Green Bay to get this guy going, and it's a it's probably a good week to do so. Yeah, and with that being said, let's just transition into our starts and sits. Um, why, why don't you start off quarterback? Who do you got as your starting quarterback? If you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, run them down. However many you got. Yeah, my starts are easy. Um, I'm not going to dive too far into my starts. My starts are always going to be in my the waiver wire at like. Obviously, there's 10 to 11 must-start quarterbacks each week that I'm going to start regardless, with the exception of Matthew Stafford um, and Russell Wilson, which are going to be more of a week-to-week type thing right now out of those guys. But the other 10, yeah, they're probably going to be must-starts. So if you're looking for my QB starts, usually you could find them on the waiver wire there. So obviously, it's going to be Geno Smith. Um, Another decent matchup, but that defense is so god-awful that at some point he's he's going to have to throw the football a shit ton of times. Um, Carson Wentz, not too sold. I know the, yeah, I'm not overly sold on the Bears defense. There's some holes there. And then Jimmy G. I told you the ceiling's always capped with Jimmy G, but the floor could be safe in, in the right matchups against the right teams each week. I think this is one of them. That's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. <clears throat> and over on my side, I got Geno Smith. Again, only owned in 35% of leagues. Why aren't people picking this guy up? Including me in redraft. I started Carson once over him twice. But it did pay off for me this week, 28 points. I guess Smith did outscore him, so in hindsight, it wouldn't have paid off. I lost by 150 points, literally. 150 points. It wouldn't have mattered if I played both of them. I still would have lost. You probably should not admit that. It's all right. It's all right. I'm fine with it. I'm Like I said like I said earlier, I'm in 10 leagues. I, I had my fair share. I beat someone by 100 this week. I'm fine with getting my ass kicked like that. It, you know, it is what it is. When you're in so many leagues, dude, you're not going to be dominant in every league. It's goddamn so early still. There's a lot of injuries. Now we're getting into bye weeks. I digress. I'm going to keep my starts flowing right now. Geno Smith, absolutely start him against Arizona. You just said it. You know, there's two guys, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. Those are guys who you think should be must starts every week. 
This week, I am going to start Matthew Stafford. He is playing the hapless, lifeless Carolina Panthers, and they're at home. I would think if it's going to be a get-right game, this is going to be a get-right game. Be sure to start Matthew Stafford. And this guy burned me before, but I am loyal to a T. He just had the best half of his career, and he's got a short week on Thursday Night Football against a pretty – Bring the alarm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to go homer right now. Is this your start of the week? Not, No, no, no. Not my start of the week. But if you need a streamer, if you're in a two-team quarterback league, maybe even, Justin Fields, play him on Thursday night football against the Commanders. I think he's going to have a good week. I think he'll go over 20 fantasy points, which probably be his best game of the year. So I, even though it's not a short week, short week, I like Justin Fields this week. But Geno Smith, Matthew Stafford, then Justin Fields in that order as far as my starts go. I'll just keep rolling since I'm talking with my sits. The other guy you mentioned in that Stafford, Russ. Russ ain't cooking. And until Russ starts cooking, I ain't fucking playing him. So, Russ, get your ass on the bench, dude. Russ, out. Another guy. I was hot and hype on him after the first couple of weeks. T-Law looked like shit against a pretty shitty Houston defense. Sit T-Law against the Colts. And the other guy, Matt Ryan against the Jags. I mean, I don't think you're playing Matt Ryan anyways at this point, but you're in a two-team, two-quarterback league. You got Matt Ryan. You got Justin Fields. Play Justin Fields. Who are your sits? Yeah, I'll agree with you. So one of my sits is going to be Russell Wilson. He has a torn lat. Um, probably not going to bowl well. I actually tried to go back and look like, well, how did guys fare with a torn lat or shoulder problems? And the first one that comes to mind, it was just a year ago. Um, obviously we're learning he wasn't that good to be at all, but he looked really, really bad last year was Baker Mayfield. Um, even worse than he has so far this year, but, um, Dak also sprained a lat a year ago, but after a few weeks off, he actually came back and he looked okay. Cause that was actually in the preseason when he, uh, strained the lat, he didn't tear it as bad as Russ did. So I don't know if Russ is going to be fine for a while at this point with that torn lat. So right now, yeah, I'm definitely going to sit him um, until I see otherwise. Unless he's good again, you know, like then we'll see what he does. I was going to put Stafford there, but you're probably right. I don't think the Panthers are as lifeless as you think they might be this week. But uh, at some point, like McVay is going to just scheme the shit out of this and Stafford's going to have one of those good games. So I didn't include him in this. My other sit this week will be Marcus Mariota. Look, his rushing kind of returned last week, and it's always nice when you are when you see these guys that are start running the football again, and rushing quarterbacks always have a safe floor. But San Francisco's second versus opposing quarterbacks, that's a super tough matchup for Mariota. He is off my QB2 radar this week. Yeah, San Francisco's got a defense, man. They, they got after Baker in Carolina this past week. And when I said that Houston's got a shitty defense, I know their pass defense is better than their rush defense. But T-Law still looked like dog shit in that game. So I, I definitely would stay away from T-Law. But well, I'll move on to running backs. I'll start off this time with running backs, and then you can go start sitting. I'll finish with sits for the backs. My start, we just said it. A.J. Dillon, he's got to get better. You said it. The Packers are going to want to get him involved. They're playing the Jets. The Jets are much improved. This is going to be a better football game than people think. Two, three, and two football games. Will New York beat the Packers two weeks in a row? I hope so. Fuck Green Bay. But I think that A.J. Dillon's going to have a good game this week against the Jets. My other one, you know, it's pretty obvious start. Street said spend all 100 out of your fab on him. But you're playing Kenneth Walker this week against Arizona. Absolute must start at your running back spot. 
Who do you got as your starts of the week streets? I'm going to start Brees Hall. Um, in the buy article that came out this past week, told you about the air yards in there and talked about the how he so far was ahead of the record now re- or then record holder of David Johnson. I mean, there's a long way to go in the season, but um, we talked about the air yards then last week, and then boom, hundred yard receiving game from Brees Hall this week. I know it was only two catches, but still, uh, that's still pretty impressive. He's averaging five and a half yards per touch. He's second in targets of all running backs. In the last two weeks now, he's seen 17 and 18 carries in those. I mean, that is RB1 usage at this point. I, Michael Carter's going to be there. He's never going to be some bell cow for at least for now still, but the usage is definitely getting, it's trending in the right direction and it's good enough for me. And we just saw, I don't, the Green Bay defense is, I think it was always a tad overrated if you ask me. Barkley just handled them pretty well. I think Brees Hall can have some of the similar success as that. Whew. <laughs> Out of breath. I'm fighting a cold, so I'm like trying to. It's that, keep... t- it's that time know. of the year. The weather's changing <laughs> out here in the Windy City. Yes, it is. Well, the worst part is it's like 50, and then it's 70 again, and later in the day, and then it's 50 in the, again at in night. the same so... day, dude. It, it's fucking so bipolar, man. It's up and down, up and down all day. And then we get some rain mixed in throughout. That's right. Oh, yeah. So I take off the hoodie and you're out there without a jacket and I'm wearing shorts and like a t-shirt and it's 50 degrees and raining. And then, uh, yeah, the good, the good old times of the Midwest, but anyways, <laughs> also starts this week. Yeah, I do agree. And Kenneth Walker, look, if you're going to spend all your hunter fab on him, if you're going to use your top waiver pick on him, you're using them, right? There's not much else to say about it at this point. Let's let it ride. Let's let the second round guy go. Um, also start. I'm starting. So Damian Harris looks like he's going to be out a few weeks. So let's go. Ding, 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 ding. At that point, Ramondre Stevenson probably becomes a must-start for me with whatever quarterback at this point New England starts to do. But the, the Browns rank 28th against opposing running backs this year. They're giving up over 130 rushing yards per game. With Harris out, it's likely Ramondre gets another 20-plus carries in this game. Let's do it. Oh yeah, and then obviously yeah, I, I was gonna throw him on my list too, but I thought that I was like, ah, Streets is gonna kill me. That's a way too <laughs> obvious pick, so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I had to do it because I don't. It might not be that obvious. It's one of those. Work. It's in that range. Like he ain't in your top twelve. So. No, for sure. For but sure. yeah, also obviously then some some we're not gonna get too far into this, but uh, James Conner or Eno Benjamin is a must start this week as well as I would probably roll Melvin Gordon as an RB2. And if you're and even Boone is a sneaky flex this week because they're taking on the two worst defenses when it comes to opposing running backs in the NFL this week. So, yeah, those are my starts. All right. All right. Sits. And I, yep. I was going to say, who are your sits? Follow it up. I have one. I'm going to save it for the last one because you're going to – laugh at me and ride me and go, Oh, you know why now you'll probably know why. Uh, my first sit is going to be, actually it's going to be James Robinson. I'm sitting James Robinson this week. Uh, he might have the goal line work, but they are starting to split more. Even now we've kind of seen the last two weeks and Travis Etienne is the, he's just the superior pass catching back. He might have a safer floor in PPR leagues over James Robinson at this point, barring James Robinson scores a touchdown. Uh, now, with that said, ETN is only a flex play still for me, which which kind of puts James Robinson at this point way off the radar, um, who I would have ranked ahead. They're probably going to be close to each other. 
I just always prefer the passing game usage at this point. So, and uh, the Colts are only giving up 96 rush yards per game. That's fourth in the NFL. I know week two, this it was a T-Law game and they kind of look good for some, but no, not this week. I'm going to sit James Robinson. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then my sits, you know, I, I say it all the time when we're doing this. I oh, would no, never I, listen to that. Go ahead. I have one more sit, but I'm going to let you go because I, I think I know. You'll see why. Go ahead. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I always say, if you're going to listen to either one of us, you're going to want to pick streets to listen to and not me. All right. So with that being said, I know streets just mentioned that he'd probably be a fine running back two option. I'm not playing Melvin Gordon. I got no interest in playing Melvin Gordon at all this week against the chargers. So I'm sitting Melvin Gordon. I'm sitting everything to do with the Broncos this week outside of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So Melvin Gordon is take a seat on my bench. All Atlanta running backs for San Francisco. Do not even consider playing whatever Algier or fucking Huntley. Do not do that at all. I was also sit on a short week, all Bears and Commanders running backs. I don't know what they're going to do. I think David Montgomery had he had a good game. But you never know when they're going to go back to Khalil Herbert and it'll become a Khalil Herbert game. Definitely Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson. Who knows what's going on there? So I'm um, short week. If you got options, if you got Listen, if you don't have someone to start over David Montgomery, I get that. Bye weeks are happening. We got injuries. Play David Montgomery. But these other guys, Khalil Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, definitely 110 do not play, 10% do not play these guys. If you got a better option or a 50-50 fringe option with Robinson or with Montgomery, don't play Montgomery. All right. I'm shocked. Okay, I thought you were going to add a guy in there because you're going to because I said no chance can you do this last week. But I'm pretty Ooh. sure this week I have to, like, I if you obviously like if you don't have Damian Pierce this week, it's going to get really hard to do this with bye week starting. But you might have a Ramondre Stevenson now that you can use in his place, um, and you could throw a wide receiver in your flex or something like that. And that's something I might look at. But yeah, my last sit then this week was Najee Harris. There it is. Look, there the Bucks, is. the Bucks rushing defense is ranked second versus opposing running backs this year. Over the last like three years, the Bucks rushing defense is like the best in the NFL. It's a tough matchup. And we saw it last week. Like, good lord. There was some um I it was a lot of garbage time for Pitt. And I think you're gonna see a lot of you could see a lot of garbage time again this week for Pitt. Um Yeah, they got yeah, I'm not gonna last week. And I'm not gonna sit there and hope for garbage time, like cheap receptions from Najee and or checkdowns and little things like that. However, I will say this. We don't have to get into it. It's a whole other topic. After this week, well, and that, I think they have one more bad matchup. I think Philly's coming up too for them. But after the bye week, the schedule opens up a little bit for Pitt for the second half of the season. And I do think there's better days ahead for Najee Harris to end the season. So, so could be a decent buy low. Especially from I was just going to ask right you, good mm-hmm. good buy low option right there. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Someone someone just sent me an offer Tua for Najee, and I was like, I guess that's his fucking value right now. I would never trade. Like, no, no, it's but, still higher than that. But I'm I'm I know I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What do you do with David Montgomery this week? Are you playing him if you have him? Mm. Probably. Yeah. Thursday night short week. I don't a lot of probably a lot of running in that game. I don't um 
I oh god, do I hate Thursday night football? But after last week, I think David Montgomery's back to yeah. You got to start him. He's All back right. in the RB two discussion. So yeah. All right, cool. I cool. just cringe because I can't stand Thursday night football. No, it's the worst, and we won't even talk about that game last week. The worst <laughs> game of, in the world ever. Fuck. Anyway, start. Oh yeah. And then I, I had I had one more note. I didn't even because it was just one sentence. That's why I'm I think. Yeah, I'm sitting the entire commander's backfield. So there you go. Yeah, cool. I I agree. Absolutely. Gibson fucking trash. I don't know what the fuck they're doing there. Well, they don't like him. And now Robinson already out carried him last week. So that was fun to see. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. What a cool story that is. Oh, absolutely. Saw some cool tweet. Or I saw the tweet of how he came out to fucking many men by fucking 50 cent. Dude. I was like, oh, shit. That's dope. That's real dope. <laughs> but all right. Starts wide receivers. I'll start it off. I'll kick it off. Um, I got Tyler Lockett. Starting, like I said earlier, he's a must-start at this point. I think he's wide receiver number seven on the year. You have got to play Tyler Lockett, so must-start. You should be starting him all the time. <sighs> I'm going to fucking kick myself for doing this, but Darnell Mooney. Short week, Thursday night. Fields is looking for him more. I like Darnell Mooney. You have bye weeks this week. You got injuries. Get Darnell Mooney in the lineup um, if, if you have him. And last but not least, Ellen Lazard. I think he's right around that wide receiver 30 mark this week in PPR rankings. I think this is going to be a bounce back week for Green Bay. That's why I like A.J. Dillon as well. I think Lazard has a get-right game, gets in the end zone, maybe seven receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. So get Alan Lazard in your lineups as well. What do you got, Streets? My starts this week, um, I you might notice a trend. There could be some some puns attached to this too. But, yeah, my first one is going to be – we learned our lesson with C.D. Lamb three, four weeks ago at this point, right? Um, lose, obviously, it's a way different story, though, when it comes to Dak Prescott, the Cooper Rush. Um, but anyways, I am starting D.J. Moore this week. So, it might sound crazy to you, but D.J. Moore is a start for me this week. I know against against San Francisco with P.J. Walker? So, well, it's against L.A., Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I say this, though, this is why I say we learned our lesson with the with the C.D. Lamb thing. P.J. Walker has started two games for the Panthers. In those two games, D.J. Moore has been targeted 18 times. Um, so I'm guessing the targets will be there. It's hard to find guys that are going to get targeted 8, 9, 11 times per game, and I think that's going to be the case in this one. The first game P.J. Moore, P.J. Walker started, and D.J. Moore had a huge game that week. Uh, the second one, actually, the Panthers blew them out that week. So it, it was a uh, little bit he, – he saw eight targets in that game, but because it was a blowout, he probably didn't get the the final line that he was supposed to get. Also, look, the Rams have been susceptible to wide receiver points. They come in ranking 29th. So you, as good as Jalen Ramsey might be, they still have given up some points this year to wide receivers. So it's not some lockdown matchup that everybody thinks it might be. And last – but not least, I know you said the lifeless, right? I don't think so. I think DJ Moore is rejuvenated. Like this is this is the fountain of like he's gonna come out feeling like he's ten years younger. He might. Healthy. I think. That, I think that uh, team. I think that team is fucking hapless. They've lost sixteen and nineteen games. I was just gonna or, hold on. But that's what I was gonna row. get at. That was the next thing I was gonna get at. There's always some adrenaline when you have some new head coach take over the team after. Matt Rule lost that locker room weeks ago. Nobody wanted to play for him anymore in that team. Yeah, you can see that. Oh, yeah. 
So I think is I think it'll wear off. It's not going to last. The no no adrenaline ever stays on. But I think they're going to p- come in there facing a Rams team that is has a little Super Bowl hangover at this point. They haven't looked overly that great yet. The Panthers might come in. And no, they look horrible. They look fucking dog shit. Is what they I'm do. Not saying they're going to win this game, but I'm saying you might just see some some amped up Panthers when they hit that field out there and win. Uh, and trust me, I don't think PJ Walker is a downgrade when it comes to DJ Moore's fantasy projection at this point than Baker Mayfield well, was. No, he uh, was getting absolutely nothing <laughs> at all. And that's funny because, as I always say on this show during this segment, when we're talking start sits, you don't want to listen to me. You want to listen to that guy over there because my sit of the week this week is DJ Moore against the Rams. I'm not playing him. He's going back. He's on my bench last week. He's going back to my bench this week until he, I, you know what? He puts up 20 points this week. I fucking eat crow. I'll come on here next week and I'll eat crow, but I ain't fucking playing that guy right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not with PJ Walker, not against his Rams team. You want to talk about a team who's going to be fucking hungry. It's going to be a team who just got embarrassed on Monday night football and a team who just got embarrassed by a Cooper rush led Cowboys team on the Fox premium game. They're going to want to fucking feast on the shitty Carolina team. And that's what I'm going to see happening. Sure, though, I, I understand garbage time, and that's where you're going to get some good production. I do. I get everything you just said probably will happen. And again, that's why you don't listen to me. You listen to him. But I'm benching. I'm sitting DJ Moore. But again, you might not have a choice. You might have th- uh, three injuries in a bye week where you have to play a DJ Moore. But you're drafted in the fourth fucking round. So it's not like, you know, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, other than that, I'm sitting Garrett Wilson against Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to um, be hot on defense. I think he's going to get the Jair Alexander treatment. And uh, I'm going to sit Garrett Wilson this week. Those are, those are my sits. Who you got? Well, I wasn't knowing it starts. So I'll finish the uh, – Oh, my – I thought you were done with D- – I thought That's you were okay. done after DJ Moore. No, there's one more more I have left. Uh, Rondale Moore, I'm also going to start this week. Greg, I'll go quickly. Uh, Sky, Greg Sky Moore too? No, just around no more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Enough. Uh, <laughs> Dort saw 13, 15, 17 PPR fantasy points the first two weeks of the season. Um, the first week, Rondell Moore came back. He ate into, the obviously, the Greg Dort's playing time a little bit. Neither one of them anything. Last week, though, Rondell Moore took back over that Greg Dort's role uh, in his second week back. I think we're going to see the same thing again. Um, there's one more week left till DeAndre Hopkins returns from suspension. So Rondell Moore really does need to kind of show up. And plus, it's going to be, look, it's Seattle. They're playing Seattle this week. So there's your Kyler Murray game probably, too, at this point. I mean, it could be his best game of the season. Um, oh, and then Tyler Boyd I also had as a start. Uh, the Saints struggle versus slot. And if, Ty, and if T. Higgins is banged up and can't go, uh, Boyd's probably a legitimate wide receiver, too, at this point, opposite of Chase. Sits, you're not going to like this too much. Um, uh-oh. I, I know. Uh-oh. Yep. So I'm sitting Jerry Judy this week. Um, he does not see the same volume that Cortland Sutton sees out there. And as much as the, I know the Chargers have given up some points to wide receivers, it's still a talented corner group. And with the banged up Russ and some and just a every other week workload that Judy tends to see at this point, uh, it's one of those weeks I'm probably going to stay away from Jerry Judy as well. Um, I don't like that. I got a bunch of Jerry Judy. And you just traded for him. I sure shit did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting all the Steelers wide receivers this week. 
same thing with Najee Harris. I don't, I'm not chasing garbage time. I mean, if I had to rank them, Pickens would probably be one over, over Deontay. Yeah, over Deontay Johnson. Uh, I feel bad for Deontay Johnson at this point, but he he might be he one just, of those. Other he just guys. got paid, baby. Oh, he I know. I'm, I'm, I, I get it. He's making a lot of money, and he did see 11 targets last week. But it's just going to be a really tough season with a rookie quarterback. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to sit the Steelers this week against the Bucks, and I can't, you're not going to sit this guy. So I'm actually going to use the other guy. But my last sit this week, like you're playing Michael Gallup. There's no, or, uh, I mean, you're playing CD Lamb because you're going to play anybody who's going to get 10 to 11 targets per game, just like CD Lamb is getting, regardless of what the quarterback is. However, now you got to deal with Darius Slay and Brad and uh, James Bradbury, basically. So I'm actually going to sit Michael Gallup this week. So if you were thinking of using him as a bi week replacement or flex play, I would not do so. I'm a little, those corners are pretty vicious in Philly. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and Back Cooper Rush didn't look very good against the Rams. So, you know, well, I don't know if he had to though. They were no, they ran the shit out of the ball. They had 160 yeah. yards on the ground. Pollard <laughs> got in the end zone. Zeke only, you know, we talked about a real dud. He he wasn't a dud he from wasn't a, a dud. football perspective no. because he had 85 yards rushing. But from a fantasy perspective, you want more than 8.5 points. So he didn't get in the end zone, I, so he didn't have the big breakaway touchdown like right. Pollard had. That, but he yep. he in a in a real life football game, he wore down that that Rams D basically. Oh yeah, he sure shit wasn't a dud number. No, had he gotten in the end zone or caught a couple of passes, then yeah, he wouldn't. Have. My duds are backs under ten points. All right, or big you know names <laughs> like Zeke. But you got any other sits on your list for wide receiver? No, that's it. All right, cool, cool. Tight end. Uh, we'll run through this right quick. As you said earlier. If you got one, you probably got to start one. It's pretty obvious my two start, you know, starts. Gerald Everett, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett versus Denver, Evan Ingram versus Indianapolis. I think they're both their eighth and tenth ring tight ends right now, respectively. Must starts at this point, especially with injuries and bye weeks. So those are my starts. And then my two sits, Dalton Schultz. I don't fucking trust him, especially with Cooper Rush and the injury. I don't even know if he's going to be playing this week. But I, rec- I I keep playing him because they tell me that he's active and playing. And then he gets a zero, and then he gets hurt again. So I'm staying away from Dalton Schultz altogether. And then Mike Jacecki, I don't know who the fuck is going to be throwing the ball in Miami this week. So stay away from Jacecki. Yeah, so my starts are um, – it's my st- – so – if you have one of the nine tight ends that are averaging double-digit points per game, just start them at this point. Uh, that includes Taysom Hill because because um, Godspeed for the rest. So that includes Gerald Everett, David Njoku, Taysom Hill, Tyler Higby. Obviously, then you get the Goddard, Ertz, Hawkinson, Andrews, Kelsey. Those guys are must-starts. Yes, I will agree on the sits. Uh, Dalton Schultz, is he might go. Um, he aggravated the PCL, but nothing – did not extend the injury worse. Everything came back fine. Um, so he definitely might play again this week. But when you I'd rather, not, I'd rather him just not play. I'd rather yeah, him just not be out there. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So I, that is, I would also probably sit him this week. And um, the funny thing is, he's on a bye week this week. But otherwise, I'd probably sit um, Darren Waller also. He's just Andy- lucky he's on a bye. And he just got he just got hurt last. He night did get banged up football. too, yeah. So I don't know the extent what that's going to be. So we'll definitely have to. Yeah, I don't know. So the start six for tight ends for me are always just like, look at the waiver wire thing. If you're on the start again, there, just go ahead and start them. 
And if you have one of the, if you're one of the lucky people who have like one of the six, seven must start tight ends at this point, you're, I don't, you're not playing anybody else anyway. No, no, not at all. Even like Hawkinson, he goes from 39 points to fucking three points, but you're, you're playing him every single Kittle week. is still in the must start tight end thing too, just so you know. He is not averaging double digit points per week, but he's still in the must start. What about a guy like Dawson Knox? What's his injury status? Is he is he healthy? Is he going to be coming back? In? I, I had such big I, I have not even seen coming it. in. Yeah, nothing. No, not at all. I don't not have any all. Dawson Knox, so it's hard for me to monitor. Um, I anything about him? I don't know. Maybe his practice you'd have to look at if you do have Dawson Knox. I don't think he's a. He might not be a must start. I don't think he's a must start. Period. Anyways, um, even if he was playing. Yeah, the only he thing I get retarded too often. It doesn't seem. I will say this. I guess if he does play this week, um, we, we're ringing the bell for fantasy Palooza, Bills Chiefs. Like I could, I'm hoping that's what it's here. I hope it's just Josh Allen versus Mahomes, and they both throw for 500 yards, five touchdowns at the piece, <laughs> and it's just going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Because then at that point, I, I don't. That's why I didn't have like Clyde Edwards Hilaire could be a sit. That's a tough matchup for Clyde Edwards Hilaire against that Buffalo defense, especially for a guy who has relied on touchdowns so much for his fantasy production so far this year. But I, if when I expect a fantasy Palooza like this could be, anybody could score. Isaiah McKenzie could score. Juju Smith Schuster could score. Uh, MVS can score. Everybody can score. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Kelsey Kelsey could have five touchdowns again. You can have five touchdowns between Diggs and Davis. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it could be that kind of a game too. Well, now know. that we just said that, it's going to be yeah. like a ten to seven finals. <laughs> Yo, I've I've been I literally was just going to say, bro. But sometimes with these games in the regular season, you expect fireworks and then you just don't get them. I hope we do. We have two amazing games this week. We got Bills Chiefs. We got Eagles, Cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> In my Power 10 power rankings that I have, we have actually three matchups of the Power 10 teams. Like I just said, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, and then odd matchup, but Ravens and the Giants, both of which are in the Power 10 of my power rankings. So three big matchups this week, especially, though, from a fantasy perspective, that Buffalo in Kansas City game. I can't wait. Streets, do you got any other tidbits, nuggets for us before we get out of here? No. That's it. I hope it. I hope I hope both of those matchups are as fun as we think they're gonna be. I can't wait to watch both. So and yeah, I just, just want to know who to put the Broncos back on prime time. I'm so tired of watching the Broncos on prime time. <laughs> God, so sick of them. I wish they could start flexing out. I know they can't, but fuck. This will be the fourth out of six weeks that we've had to see Russ not cook in primetime. It's got to stop. It's just got to stop. But, brother, this has been an absolute blast. I hope you – I wish you the best of luck this week, unless I'm playing you and any of the leagues were together. But I wish you the best of luck this week. I hope you enjoy the games. To everyone who tuned in, everyone who watched, everyone who's going to listen, thank you guys so much. Check out Flores. Anyone who's read any articles on Flores Slapper Sports, thank you so much. Appreciate you greatly. You can find this podcast, Roto Slappers Podcast, right here, Flores Slapper Sports YouTube, live on Twitter every week, Visionaries Global Media Network, all audio platforms, and FloresSlapperSports.com, NFL, fantasy football, plenty of wrestling stuff on there if you're a wrestling guy. So get on FloresSlapperSports.com for all of that. For Streets, I'm your boy, TK. 
Good luck this week. Fakely in the comments. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. We out.